0: This is a special report from ABC News. Osama bin Laden is dead. ABC News has learned that the founder of Al-Qaeda, the mastermind and the man responsible for the 9-11 attacks, has been killed inside the White House. Here now is the President of the United States. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden the leader of Al Qaeda. As we speak, you're hearing the cheers of an enormous crowd on Pennsylvania Avenue outside the White House. And ABC's Jim Kane is in the mix of that crowd. Jim?
1: Lafayette Park across the street from the White House has for years been the scene of protest celebrations. Tonight, it's the scene of a huge celebration, a crowd that is now in the thousands and growing.
0: You're hearing the cheers of people outside the White House. There is an enormous crowd at ground zero tonight. Let's go to ABC's Jeffrey Schneider, who is there. Jeffrey?
1: It is an incredible scene down here at Ground Zero. There are literally thousands of people gathering, flags waving in the air. I think you're seeing a huge sense of relief, I think, at Ground Zero. I think you're seeing a huge sense of, frankly, joy. Right now, people are singing the national anthem. It's an incredible scene. I'll just hold the phone out.
0: ABC's Nick Schifrin had first eyes on an exclusive ABC News video of the room where bin Laden was killed and he raced to the scene today.
1: It's a sprawling compound, Stephen. It's got more than eight rooms. The walls around this compound, some of them are 15 feet high with razor wire uh, on top of them. And as you look at this video through this house, uh, you really see uh, actually a disheveled house, even before the special forces raided. Uh, You walk in. On the left, there's a first bedroom. Uh, That's where at least one woman and child, perhaps, were wounded or killed. You see blood on the floor. There's some books in Arabic on the shelves, some papers discarded quickly on the ground. Uh, On the right, uh, there is another room uh, that you can see full of clothes, full of blankets, uh, and that also has desktop computers and their hard drives were pulled out, uh, presumably by these U.S. troops. Up the stairs, the three-story house, you see what seems to be bin Laden's bedroom. It's a large bed, the only double bed uh, in the house, a a nice carpet on the floor, uh, and lots of blood uh, in that room. That, we believe, uh, is where bin Laden tried to use one of his own wives' human shield. You can see uh, medicine still in the bathroom there. And outside the compound, you see pens, uh, you see it's some dogs. You see children's toys, actually. Uh, so this was a place where a family or families uh, were living.
0: He was public enemy number one.
1: There's an old poster out west, as I recall, that said, wanted, dead or alive.
0: The wait for justice would last nearly 10 years. God, Oh, the next building there's another one. For 3,519 days after 9-11, he eluded capture. We're smoking them out. They're running and now we're going to bring him to justice." From his hideouts in Afghanistan and Pakistan, Osama bin Laden taunted the U.S. As the years went on and the U.S. went into Iraq and expanded its war in Afghanistan, other enemies were captured and killed, but the man who began it all remained out of our reach. It was nearly ten years ago. On 9-11, Barack Obama was a state senator in Illinois as he made a run for the presidency. If we have Osama bin Laden in our sights... Obama suggested he would be tougher. And President Musharraf will not act, we will. The intelligence came, the attack nine months in the making, a daring, intense assault in the dead of night. At my direction, the United States launched a targeted operation against that compound. And public enemy number one was killed. Justice has been done.
1: This is an ABC News radio special. Osama bin Laden... The death of public enemy number one. Live from ABC News headquarters, here is ABC News correspondent Stephen Portnoy.
0: An incredible picture was released late today by the White House. The national security team huddled around a conference table in the Situation Room, monitoring developments in real time from Abbottabad, Pakistan. The Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has her hand covering her mouth. Defense Secretary Robert Gates sits with his arms folded, and President Obama glares at the screen with a stern look. Clearly one of the white-knuckle moments, as be known as to the rest of us, an elite team of Navy SEALs was taking out public enemy number one. We're speaking with ABC News Chief Investigative Correspondent Brian Ross. I was wondering if you could reflect on the extraordinary secrecy involved in pulling this mission off. The
1: president gave the approval for U.S. military personnel to go into Pakistan on a mission. The Pakistanis were not told this was happening. Two helicopters brought them in. There was a firefight at this compound. Uh, One of the U.S. helicopters uh, was damaged uh, so much so that it could not fly and was destroyed by uh, the U.S. personnel. Uh, No U.S. uh,
0: personnel were injured or killed. ABC News senior foreign affairs correspondent Martha Raddatz, who has traveled extensively to Pakistan and Afghanistan, covering the hunt for bin Laden. And Martha, it was... A highly specialized group of Navy SEALs who pulled this off.
2: SEAL Team 6 is legendary. That's what they're unofficially called. And this is a very, very elite group. Generally, they're older. Usually a SEAL team is about 30 to 40 men. And it was a near moonless night, just the kind of night they would want for a SEAL team to go in so the moon wouldn't illuminate them. At first, they were going to rappel down. What these SEAL teams usually do is they fast rope, it's called. They're basically dropped under the target. This time, The one helicopter they had to basically do a hard landing. The members of the SEAL team then got out and went towards the compound to look for bin Laden. Remember, it's dark. They're sneaking around this compound. They're going methodically room to room, and then they slowly make their way to the three-story compound. They go on the first floor, a firefight ensues. They go on the second and third floors, and somewhere between the second and third floor or on one of those floors, That's where they see him. They come face to face with him. They see those deadly brown eyes, the beard. He's over six feet tall. We all know he's six foot four inches. And the SEAL team is probably thinking, this Has to be him. At some point his wife also called his name, which then the SEAL team is thinking we got him.
0: Today the White House insisted that it shared its intelligence about bin Laden's hideout with no other country, particularly Pakistan. The compound in Abbottabad was merely steps from Pakistan's military academy, the equivalent of their West Point. And so that's going to raise a lot of questions. Let's go back there now to Pakistan and ABC's Nick Schifrin in Abbottabad.
1: Pakistani intelligence officials this morning did tell us that they were involved in this raid. Very high level, very few people, and they were on the cordon. they were not part of the main raid. But it's clear here that even if the Pakistanis, as the White House is saying, were caught unaware by this raid and actually quite offended, uh, to a certain extent, by this raid, they have to claim that they weren't part of this because they are deeply fearful that in a country of 180 million people, there's a lot of poverty here, there's a lot of joblessness here, that there is a radicalism, an anti Americanism here that could spark if they are seen to have given the intelligence or provided the troops for this uh, attack. And so even if the Pakistanis were at least remotely involved, which they claim they are, the U.S. says it wasn't, they do want to distance themselves simply because it is dangerous for them to be seen as killing bin Laden.